0: It's going to be a busy week. Uh, Lots of guests coming through, but this is the most important guest we'll ever have. Miss Alexandria Thomas
1: Holland. Stop it. Stop it right
0: now. No, 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 no. You are an integral part of, of this and my contentment and so much more.
1: Oh, thank you. I miss podcasting. You're welcome. I'm hoping we could get it done today.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a busy week. Lots of people coming in and whatnot, but uh, it's that busy season, you know, now. Mm -hmm. uh, Like fundraising fundraising spring, fundraising fall. So here Mm -hmm. comes the onslaught of um, people who just want to come to this massive platform for my help.
1: That's right. That's right. They need your connections.
0: They do. you wanted to talk about something is it about what you texted me if it is sit on that
1: yeah I mean I, I feel like uh, it's a good topic of conversation talking about like you know what you shared with me earlier this morning why I me as your friend I'm like no don't do that are <laughs> behind the scenes conversations
0: for those that, uh, for Belinda, whose mind might have gone there, it was not anything Drake-oriented. Um, That's I, right. I did not see any of that. I heard about that, and it's one of the few things I, I chose not to seek out on the internet. But you, had, you had a good time with that.
1: I mean, it it it, added, it provided some much-needed jokes to get through the day. I think mm.
0: from a objective perspective. Uh, I guess there's no other way to say it, but like anatomically speaking, um, Drake Aubrey was his last name Graham or uh, or, yep, or Barry Graham. Keogh? Graham. Really? Mm. Oh, that's your choice. What, what do you mean? I, I if you were um, sizing things up, mm-hmm. um, Drake or Barry?
1: Oh, mm, neither, okay. but maybe Drake, but probably Drake.
0: Okay. Um, I wanted to run by you Um, how excited are you for for Dune is it part 2 is it Dune 2 yes
1: I am we are going to rewatch Dune tomorrow so even though I watched it literally just two or three weeks ago I'm going to watch it again I'm so excited and did I ever tell you that I actually fell asleep watching Dune in the movie theater
0: Did you go to it? Because when it was out, it was in the teeth of COVID.
1: We did go to it. And I rewatched it when I got home, like a couple days later. I was so mad because I was very, very tired. And we went to a late showing. Like Thomas really wanted to go see it. And I think we went to like the 10 o'clock showing. And I'm like, no, I want to give this movie my time. And I ended up falling asleep in the theater. And I'm pissed off because it wasn't because of lack of interest. It was really. There's some movies where I'm like, "Oh God, I'm starting to fall asleep." No, no, no. <laughs> Dune was one of them.
0: I, I got to rewatch it um, just to keep up with the nuances of. We're going next week to see it, and I'm not super hyped, but I know it's supposed to be. It's gotten really good reviews. It's mm-hmm. a great cast. Uh, the my first watch through of it, I was like, "What's going on here?" Um, I had no. I had no knowledge other than uh, Kyle MacLachlan was the. Paul Treyu, whatever from back then and Patrick Stewart had a part in it and it was like a I guess a cult, I don't want to call it a cult classic out of um, any kind of um derision but mm-hmm. yeah I knew it was like an 80s thing I didn't know what was going on in my first watch I watched through it again and I was like okay this 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 makes a bit more sense and then a friend's yes. like yeah that's only like a like part of the book I'm like oh they. yeah
1: I was thinking about reading the books like taking that on but then i got distracted by something else. I just, I did have to, like when I saw the movie, I did have to go online and read more things to understand. And now I have a grasp of the, of the world as it, as, as far as what they're sharing with the films. Um, so I grasp it really well. So I, and I understand, but I just loved, I love the visuals. I love the characters. I love the fashion. I love the talents. I guess like one of my favorite scenes in the original D- Dune, and I it spoil like if this is a spoiler for someone, then then that's too bad for you. When they have like the voice commands that um, the voice commands that they have, and so when they were voice commanding those folks when they were in the in the chopper, I'm like oh my god, this is so great. I love every bit of Dune, like arguably as much as Star Wars. Like I'm, I'm so happy that this has been, this is picking up because I was so sad when Star Wars ended. Like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? I am. Why would you do that to us? Keep that going forever. Like, if I have to watch one more Fast and the Furious, I don't understand why I can't watch more Star Wars.
0: I mean, there is plenty, but they're mostly TV shows now.
1: Right, and I don't love that. I love the movie experience. <clears throat>
0: uh watch them back to back although as can we have a quick movie discussion yes we can um as movie theaters try to find more and more ways to appeal to people to bring people back and I'm curious to see um how much this makes over the weekend I haven't seen an, an early estimate um whether it's going to get over 100 million or 80 will be a success so we'll see um I've thought that like they should stick more things that that people might want to see in movie theaters. Not everything is going to be the Taylor Swift movie that falls in your lap, but like exactly like you just pointed out. Um, what if they, and granted Disney wants to sell memberships, but what if they, you know, you could go see Ahsoka in the movie theater. So you could have that movie theater experience of a TV show. There's gotta be a way where we can make a lot of people happy with that. Um, you, get, well, you could, it's been out for what a year over a year now so it's it, you're not you're talking
1: about like you're talking about like the full series
0: yeah and i realized that would be like six to eight hours but there's got to be a way to do that where, where maybe you split in two on a saturday and sunday mm-hmm. i'm just trying to find a way for for movie theaters to have more and streamers are are real close to challenge territory as well as they all have to cut their budgets
1: I obviously I don't want to see the demise of the movie experience, but I'm not mad at the fact that theaters aren't as crowded as they used to be, because I then can enjoy it even more that I don't have some random stranger and their Dr. Pepper right next to me. I can't cross my legs like I can't get cozy and comfortable. I I don't I don't care. I'm here for it. Sorry. No, go ahead.
0: The key phrase there was random stranger because the person with the Dr. Pepper and crunching of the bag is Thomas.
1: (laughs) He would not. Well, I've grown used to that, but I I have many times. Would you? Okay. So you like to attend movies, say before the pandemic, when like Marvel theaters were packed. Would you judge me and or look at me different if I bought the seat next to me just so nobody sat? No. (laughs) Not at all. And, and I'm talking about theaters where they're like, everybody move in. But, you know, before there was assigned seating and they're like, everybody have a seat, sit down. This theater is sold out. Every seat is taken. And I'm like, except this one, because I now make enough money in life where I can purchase the seat next to me and be okay with it. <laughs> like, And like, no, this is where my purse goes, sir.
0: We, I wouldn't judge you at all. It was a totally smart move. Um, if you're unable to go during the quieter times, like when when I or we go, and you want to buy an extra seat, by all means. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to that in a way. Did did you see the Wendy's story today? No. Wendy. Wendy's is going to attempt like surge pricing, um, like oh. like Uber. I I don't think it's the worst idea, but I think they've got to sand off some of the rub edge, the rough edges, because it's a lot of places already, and it made me think of um. And we might have talked about this before briefly, how there is already essentially surge pricing in movie theaters. There always has been. It's a hell of a lot more expensive to go on a Friday night than a Tuesday night. Um, yeah. So I, I, I read one theater chain um, was considering, and this was a while back, they were considering doing a, like surge or dynamic pricing um, for different movies. Like I remember that. You're going to pay a lot more to go see Dune mm-hmm. than... than They'd probably have to pay me to go see Madam Web and I still wouldn't go. Um but like more to see Dune than to see Wonka, which has been out for for 3 months already. And you know what? If that's good for somebody who maybe didn't want to spend 15 bucks to go see Wonka in December, but now they can go on a Tuesday for 5 bucks. So I don't hate the idea.
1: So like when they say we're going to pay more to see Dune, like are like did they mean that we're going to pay more than what I would pay on Friday? Like on Friday we'll pay Twenty-four dollars or or thirty dollars for two tickets. So are they saying that it's going to be thirty dollars a ticket for big shows?
0: Well, no, nobody has said this. I haven't heard this idea brought up for a while. But it, I, I can see the the acumen of it. Like, yeah, if you want to go see Dune on a Friday on a Friday or Saturday night, it's going to cost you thirty. You want to go to the next weekend? It's twenty-four. You want to go on Tuesday night after the opening weekend? It's twenty. So I don't hate the idea. Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, 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 you're right. And I think a lot of families might like that because yeah. they may wait to see Wonka for three weeks and then through, at that point, like, the tickets are five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that.
0: And and the, the Wendy's idea, I mean, if anything, it got them some free advertising today and, and it's not like roaches were crawling over their, their stuff. I mean, this is not a, a bad way to get some, some pub. And maybe going about they're going about it the wrong way maybe what they could do is like dynamic pricing on foods like and they can they can do this once they they build the algorithms and, and whatnot and i don't know if you could ever get me back into a fast food restaurant and co- until they're completely automated because i have so little faith in fast food employees sorry um <laughs> uh like okay hey the 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 chicken nuggets, for one reason, aren't selling today. So, you know what? We're cutting the prices on those. Or we're closing soon and we don't want to throw this food away or we can't donate for, for X, Y, and Z cause. You know, you send out a blast at like McDonald's burgers or 99 cents for, for the rest of the night or something like that. So, I think there's something there.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I just, I, Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. And I I like that coming from Wendy's. But is Wendy's, like, circling the drain and they're trying to be creative? Are they the the chain that's, like, not doing as well as the others and we might not see in 10 years?
0: I don't know how well they are or are not doing, but the most recent thing I can can think of, and I haven't seen them recently, I know they they had a very snarky Twitter account. Mm -hmm. And you can do that when you're not the, no pun intended, top burger. Like, you don't see... (laughs) mcdonald's taking shots at everybody because they're essentially like the top dog the top burger um it's the ones that are trying to gain market share that can be a little experimental a little snarky maybe risk offending a a few people just to get out there and get some attention that it's it's the catch-up play
1: I'm convinced that the lines at Wendy's always look so long because they take forever to actually get you your food. So it's not because they're just that popular. It's because right. people are, have been waiting that friggin' long. A thousand like, percent. The Wendy's, no shade to the Wendy's off Monroe Street over here, like in between Seacorn and Douglas. But I have quite literally waited in line so long that I decided to leave because I was worried my car was going to lose gas or my car was going to overheat. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> Um, I, I told you that my dad had a problem with at the Wendy's on Reynolds at Airport before, and and without fail, almost every night when I'm going home, there's a line, and I think it's exactly for what you talked about. Um, there's never people see me There's never more than a car or two parked there when I drive by for people sitting in and dining. And I know that's not much of a thing anymore, but yeah, when you uh, when you're not like one of the the, the top. Uh, brands, you get to be a little creative and experimental. So we'll see how... Like, there's nothing but backlash today for Wendy's, which, which dovetails nicely into what you wanted to talk about because this is an idea and most of the internet hates, and I'm like, I completely get what's going on here. I'm sorry the rest of you are so normal.
1: What are you talking about?
0: How I see things so differently for most people, and I... Have to be as wary as possible that that's yes. going to really piss people off.
1: Yes, and but at the same time, like as your friend, I love and support you for who you are, and I often find myself, you know what I mean. I and I never want you to change who you are, but in some ways, you know, especially with what we were talking about today. So you sent me, you know, some screenshots of an online conversation that you had that went south. And and you and I had discussed it a little bit because it had happened to me It had happened so quickly. I'm sitting there in my morning meeting and I'm like, Eric, it is only 10 a.m. Like how have you already posted something and taken it down already?
0: Hey, I, I've been up, I was up at five, so cut me some slack.
1: So I was looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, you know, how do you stay authentic to who you are But then I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if it's worth it for you to, do you have something to say? Yes. Is it helpful? Like, and then button that up with, is it helpful? How will it be received? Is the way that it is being received my intention? No. Should I share it? Maybe not.
0: I only, I only pulled it down because it was, uh, it was a really, good client of 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 the radio stations and i didn't want anything to be misunderstood
1: Mm. that was a very that that response was kind of vicious i was like jesus
0: yeah that was like a super asshole response and right like i touched the nerve with that person so much so and and that woman has been in my orbit for things for for some time she's kindly commented for for years now i almost wanted to reach out and go are you okay like do you want to talk to my therapist um, like it was, uh, should, so I, so tomorrow is our, our, our wedding giveaway. I do mm-hmm. and brew, um, at Mommy Bay Brewing. One of the four couples that was selected is going to win a wedding valued at over $28,000. Fantastic. And, and I was, you know, giving people a heads up. They are more than welcome to come out. And I tongue in cheek, but also kind of seriously, because I can, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. And, um, this is the reality out there, unfortunately. I said, I hope the person, I hope the couple that wins, actually, if there's a divorce, they're the ones that get divorced. Because I would hate to have, at least they got a free wedding out of it, because paying for a very expensive wedding, and then paying for a divorce, and then depending on who's got to pay for the other one for the duration of whatever kid's life, like, that's money forever. So, at least if you won the wedding, those costs are all clear, because, it's a very expensive decision. And again, I questioned the girl. She called out my opinion and I was like, there is no opinion here. Um, nearly one in two marriages fail. The sweet spot of, of getting married is like age 25 to 29 with, um, the older you get, I was surprised at this, the older you get, it's less likely you stay married. And I thought even there was a sweet spot with someone in their second marriage. Do you need to get that? No. I thought there might even be a sweet spot. Like, I, I researched this pretty hard. I thought there might be a sweet spot in, in your second marriage. Second marriage is more often than not work because mm-hmm. you saw the flaws in your first one and you've tried to fix them. Not the case at all. With each ensuing marriage, the number, the chance of it lasting goes down and down and down. Like, if you, if you add it all up... Um, if you add it all, like do all the math and do all the numbers and stuff and crunch, you're like, you should be terrified of getting married because the numbers just flat out work against you unless you can thread that, that exact needle. And you know, we've had this discussion a thousand times before half the people that were in love doing engagements at the tree at the zoo over, over Christmas are going to wind up, you know, apart. And half of those people are going to want to stab the other person in the eye.
1: So I will say that I like, you know, going back to this individual and how they responded to your explanation, the way that you explained it just now is not necessarily how it read. But I will say that that response, I think, is what's wrong with the Internet. Can I read it?
0: Can I read it? Yeah, go ahead. I I don't have a problem. I mean, and again, I took it down um, for uh, not to so that people that I like. Didn't take it the wrong way. Um, If you're doing a contest to win a wedding, I think you should leave your own negative opinions about marriage out of this one that reflect your own... And she's fine till this. That reflect your own insecurities with relationships and leave that for therapy. Let the happy couples win this awesome prize. Maybe someone else should be running the promo. If she would have extracted the part about uh, my insecurities... With relationships and take that to therapy, it would have been more fine, but like, if, like, do I I have none of that? Like, none whatsoever. That's the part that really kind of struck me because, like, right, there are many things you could accuse me of. Um, unwilling to commit because of the old trope of you're afraid of commitment absolutely does not apply to me whatsoever.
1: I've, right, and I and that's why I said, I think that's what's wrong with the internet because considering I don't know who this person is, this person was not somebody significant in your life to know you well enough to then insult you in that way. So I I tend to really dislike people that choose to battle on the internet with cheap insults like that when it's very clear they don't know have enough knowledge to even say that in the first place. I do agree with where like I said, when the post that you made, even how I received it, I said, mm, "Your the way that your brain works, and how data driven you are, and fact driven in some ways you are. That's where I said, you know, to your point, is it helpful? Is it necessary when you're posting about?" a happy event that's about Uh to occur in someone's life. I totally understand your point where you said, if you're going to get divorced, this is the kind of (laughs) wedding you want to have because you didn't even waste any money. I totally get that as you're explaining it right now. That isn't how it read. And even though that wasn't how it read, was it helpful? Wasn't necessary. And I feel like you and that's why I said we should talk this out on the pod, because I feel like you and I have had a couple conversations like that where I'm on that other side where I'm like, Yeah, you're super smart. Absolutely. You're not saying anything wrong, but do you have to say it?
0: Uh a few responses. I had doubt putting it up. That's why I tried to be as <laughs> I tried to be as careful as possible right i also fell prey to if i just put this up and and invite people no one's gonna see it because another Mm -hmm. thing that we hate about the internet is who can get the most attention Mm -hmm. um i and and i am very much especially with what i do because i don't want to walk we've talked about before i think i do as best as i can in an impossible job Mm-hmm. Um, trying to predict what some rando will think, and they sure. could, and they could start a, a complete and total grease fire. Um, so that's why, when in doubt, leave it out. So I tried. To, I wanted to press on with this, um, and it just it it was again. Uh, it was cost benefit analysis, just like getting married. The risk wasn't worth the payoff. To your initial point, I completely agree with you, and. The initial concept of this was very simple, but it is true today, and I guess it, it's it's more complex than ever, but I'm sure you're familiar with the person, like, posting something and um, And it's like, I love oranges. And everybody goes, how can you say that? How can you dismiss bananas like that? Bananas are the greatest thing. They're such high in potassium. And that doesn't have anything to say about apples as well. Apple a day keeps the doctor away. And here you are loving oranges. What's wrong with you?
1: Well, but at the same time, if you say, I love oranges and bananas are awful, someone can say, why did you have to say bananas are awful? Why couldn't you just have talked about your love for oranges?
0: Because... You know what? Well, you're right. It never ends. You can't win. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're completely right because somebody would have said that. Why couldn't you be more positive? But then, had they done that, it's very likely someone would have brought my point out. So it's like Mm -hmm. you're better. You're better off just staying off the goddamn internet.
1: But I, I think you know, as we were as we were talking about it this morning, and I actually have been debating and waiting like very few times do I do I like intentionally put out content I don't I wouldn't even call it content like I'm some internet person intentionally put out like a conversation that I'm waiting to have and I know the Oscars are around the corner and I'm interested and I may very well give my opinion about the Barbie debacle Um, but we have you and I have been having this conversation for the last couple of weeks and I feel like it some of it stemmed from the Barbie debacle and your response. And I feel like this was almost one of those things where I'm like, I totally get what you're saying and your point and you are right. But did you have to say it? And so that's where I'm like, we should flesh this out on the pod because you're you think things in a way that other people don't. And, And so it's not always received in the same way as how you're thinking it.
0: Oh, I know. I know the things I put out there are perilous. I try to be as careful as I can. Um, sure. for the record, Alex has moved on to another post of mine <laughs> from <laughs> last night as I as one of my favorite songs of twenty twenty-three oh, will be performed at the Oscars. I'm I'm just Ken. From the moment I heard it, I fell in love. And I posted about my excitement for it because I thought he was the best performer in that cast. And here comes Alex with the nunchucks and swords and flaming everything to tell me that I'm a knuckle-dragging asshole man.
1: (laughs) So I, in my defense, I have um, nunchucks and swords for you and for the people that are criticizing you. And you know it because I will go to town for you. Nobody's
0: criticizing me.
1: People absolutely criticized your response in Barbie.
0: Oh, uh, wait, wait. Uh. Nobody really did because I I didn't, I didn't, because again, I was delicate with this. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we always set the, the ground rules with all these dumb award shows. You are your own award show and cabal and who are these people? Stop giving them so much credit, blah, blah. Like everything that Drake yelled out. Or tweeted out about the Grammys, like question, like why are all I said was in. It, it, I thought he did the best, and it mm. was, it was. I had a friend tell me last night. She's like, I didn't think America Ferrera. Is that who it was? America Ferrera. Yes. She's like, I don't think America Ferrera She's like, great monologue. I don't think she should have gotten nominated. <laughs> and 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 I'll tell you this. This is a person who is uh, embedded in the performing arts community. And I'm not going to like talk back to like, if anything, she is more of an expert than than you and I are. I just thought Ryan Gosling, like, and I know he's done, he did the Emma Stone thing like six or seven years ago and he can dance and he can sing. I just thought he, he got more outside of himself um, in an Mm. acting comfort zone than others. And you know what? That's how I feel. And, And if 99 other people feel the same way or a different way, that's totally fine.
1: You know in my defense I didn't think Barbie was that great like the the pop culture phenomenon that it was it wasn't in my in my household and it wasn't for me like it it was like meh okay it was like this is cool I did love America Ferrera the most and so I feel like sometimes like our opinions of what we thought was the best are reflective of some in some ways, like our identity, you're a male. Of course, you liked Kens. Like to me, it's like you're a male. Of course, you like Kens but the wait, best. That- but you relate to some of those things in ways that you cannot relate to some of the things that America Ferreira said, that even Margot Robbie said, that Kate McKinnon said, that other people can and receive that performance in different ways.
0: But it it wasn't about genderism because as soon as the america fair monologue began I, I like looked around and i was like oh like this is the flashpoint of the movie it has nothing to do with with gender um mm. it, it was it, i i mean granted that is the source of that uh parody song but just how he performed it i greatly appreciated um and there were other like Kate McKinnon was was phenomenal, and I I, I
1: thought she was fantastic. I
0: just don't think there was that much that was asked of Margot Robbie. I mean, look, some of the secondary people that were in in the show, the, the the dancers, the other Kens, I thought they they gave great performances. There is like the idea of, and the concept that Greta Gerwig put out there was not lost on me. I just think he's and and part of it is if you want to. If you want to give me a demerit, it's, I never knew he was that talented. Like, had I seen the Emma Stone movie, wait, wait, what was that?
1: Uh, La La Land.
0: Yes. Had I seen that, I could have kicked my feet up when he was about to sing and, and gone, watch this, he's going to slay. But I'd never seen that half of him. So to me, he like acted out of himself. And mm-hmm. again, that's just, a again, it has nothing to do with gender or message, and to rewind this briefly to show that we're we do have these little uh, idiosyncrasies, you and I are on complete opposite sides of the spectrum of the two biggest movies of last year. You're very shoulder shrug about Barbie and I'm that way about Oppenheimer and we're both we like I loved Barbie and thought it was phenomenal and you loved Oppenheimer.
1: I did and I thought Barbie was good and I enjoyed Barbie but it didn't give me that impactful like uh it didn't give me that thought provoking oh my gosh this is impactful this is one of the most important films of our time it didn't do that for me because it for me it's about something that i've always known as a woman and that i know twofold as a black woman so you see what i'm saying like it just those kinds of things just weren't as impactful for me and but, I mean, we we were talking about this to say that even, you and I have had these conversations even when Barbie came out. And again, we were opposite in that you shared your opinion and I didn't. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, nope, it's not going to be helpful at this time, so I'm not going to share it. But I have been thinking about as we lead up to the Oscars where this conversation will resurface, and it will. And I'm saying, maybe this is the time where I give my input because I feel like it, you know, it's, it's somehow missing.
0: Um, and again, there are reflections here. Um, the, the gore of contrast. I, I, as a history nerd, especially World War Two, mm-hmm. and you, you know, this is like, we've seen this, this, ho- these horrors in the Middle East, like... Jewish stuff doesn't strike me anymore. Like we've been getting the wrong end of the stick and and, and pointier things for for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when those things come out, it doesn't really strike me. And that wasn't that wasn't the focus in Oppenheimer, but having been such an American history person, like it's like I get it the story of Oppenheimer and and the the moral struggle he had to go through with this and and some of the science, like, you saw that with Barbie because that science is, as you illustrated, something you have lived for your entire life.
1: (laughs) Quite literally. And and the fact that it was on film and it was... I'm sorry it was so white like it just was and I understand America Ferreira and the role that she played in it and she did a phenomenal job and I really feel like she pulled from experiences that she had other than being female but everything else about it to me was just not something that um, that I could relate to in some ways. Um, And I and I didn't want to be cynical and I didn't want to, you know, the conversation as it was having. So that's where I said I very much said I'm going to keep my opinions to myself here because they're not the popular opinions. And because let let them have their moment, the individuals that are participating in this and that the film did mean so much to them. Let their let them have their moment. And I and I feel like that's where you and I have been some on some ways on two edges of the sword. Because even I would not have, as we are talking about going back to uh, the, I what is it I do and brew the event. As we're talking about the event, I probably would not have included the facts on divorce as the joke, as the as the as the joke to talk about the to talk about that. You know, let them have their moment. And that's where I say I agree with that comment that was made to you, but I disagree with how ugly it was.
0: Let them have cake.
1: Literally, Estons is the best. Um, Although I feel like it's, uh, is it Wixie that you're giving away?
0: They're one of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, Wixie's uh, but fabulous as well.
0: Remember, it is part of my occupation to to, st- mm-hmm. to stick my mouth out there at times. Because I, I do wonder if... And if you're the, good at it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just know the buttons to push. Sure. Uh, and again I I sincerely is is as, as the dogs are healthy like when I was thinking that I actually had this thought last night while I was not asleep and I had doubt when I when I posted it um I have no doubt that I am super excited to see Ryan Gosling and I'll throw another um piece of wood into this fire because look that thing is a TV show just like everything that's on TV and they need eyeballs and Even if it means upsetting some people, Mm -hmm. um, to get some buzz for it, like it caught my attention. I'm not watching the thing, but I'll I'll look for that the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to copy what Jaden does or what he'd like to do in his podcast. You got to stir the pot a little bit. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Wendy's today. Wendy's might have had all the intention of the world of... Actually, they might have had no intention of ever attempting surge pricing. But the fact that you throw that pebble out there, knowing that you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers, free advertising. And then you can Mm. even, you know, they're really smart. I always wonder how I would do um, as, like, crisis control PR person Mm. um, or, or like, marketing in in that way. And granted, marketing is something that's, like, part of what I do. But I think I do crisis control pretty well, because you just have to predict human behavior. And I would applaud Wendy's if this was the plan all along. Like, stir the pot, get the advertising, and go, we listen to you, like fall on that sword and wipe the blood off and, you know, throw yourself at the mercy of the people. And... Maybe the Ryan Gosling thing. As I'm talking about it, I'm like, maybe there's a Margot Robbie part to it. Maybe they bring out more of the cast, and it's more than just him. And there's something about inclusiveness and blah 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 blah. I don't think but, the, I don't think the Oscars are that smart, but it is about like getting attention.
1: Oh, sure. I I don't know how long the the um, Ryan Gosling performance has been planned. If it was just recently planned, then it is absolutely for attention. I mean, I know that some of these things have to be set up in advance, but it almost is, it, to me, it's just silly that, that that's the performance that gets picked when Billie Eilish has, has received awards for her performance. And I know she's performed at other award shows. So is Dua Lipa. It is, it is ironic to me that that is the performance that gets picked it it just is
0: so what but there's nothing else from that movie that would get i mean i don't know if billy you are right billy eilish like has a song and it's, it's Dua Lipa
1: who well, was on. also nominated
0: but the Dua Le, the the Dua Lipa song was a dance set great it's bubblegum pop um, the billy eilish song like has meaning to the crux of the movie so I can mm-hmm. I can see that as part of a, sh- a TV show that gives out awards for movies like that that makes lots of sense. But as I, you know, snarkily said to you last night, there's nothing out there for Margot Robbie to sing. She can dance to do a set, but that's it. Mm.
1: You know, I just it it is it's it's an interesting time. It, again, I've I have kept my opinions real tight to my chest. Besides with you, I mean you and I. We'll text all day long about this stuff but like publicly sharing them i've kept them pretty tight um but i when when you sent me over that text this morning i'm like you know what we should talk this out on the pod because this is really this is a really interesting dynamic to me
0: i have a if you have time i have one other great topic that is yeah. like funneled directly at you um what is the ideal meeting time, which seems to have become a thing over the last 24 hours?
1: For like work purposes? Yeah. 10 a.m.
0: I love that answer. I guess it 10. was a, there was a pushback on 8, on 8 a.m. meetings. Absolutely not. And I, I can probably rationalize um, and justify almost any time you want to throw a meeting in some ways more for but in some ways against it as, as well. Um, and, and I guess we're taking this like what you do. Like for the most part, you're modern banker's hours. Mm-hmm. Not, But not everybody's schedule is, is like that. But um, 10 o'clock seems to be you have to try to please as many people as possible and you can't please everybody. Um, like when we have meetings here, Dana usually has them in the middle of the morning, which mm-hmm. brings me in early than usual. But there is a larger quantity of people here leaving their morning shows. So guess what? You satisfy the most amount of people that you can and everybody else just to, has to eat the stick. That's the has way it is. It.
1: Yeah, I um, I mean, if you're referring to your traditional eight to five or, or eight to four thirty or eight thirty to five, It gives everybody time to get in, get their coffee, get their like your again, in my traditional workforce, you come into work, you have your conversations with your coworkers about how your night went. You have your coffee. You check your email. You maybe knock a task out or two or prep your day and then you can go into your 10 a.m. meeting and it's still the morning. So you're still accessing that portion of your brain that's like motivated to be going. Uh, Because anything in the afternoon is just really rough. People have eaten, so food tends to bring people down. Uh, People get tired from the day, like you're crashing a little bit. People are leaving, you know, working half days, things like that. So I feel like 10 a.m. is that real sweet spot. Maybe even 9.30, but really 10 a.m.
0: I I agree with the afternoon because the same people that are like, you disrupt my mornings with my kids at 8 o'clock. A lot of those people have to pick those kids up or do something similar or in that realm in the mid to late afternoon. Um right. childcare, whatever it is. And again, I, I I am just making this argument to make the point. If somebody and, and we're in a time now where people go, I don't like that. I'm gonna find another place to work. Um mm-hmm. a manager as nice as they may be and as thoughtful and as as, as much as they may be, um what liked and whatever it is if they just have Tuesday meetings at 8 o'clock in the morning and you hate that, I mean, like as you just described, uh, getting your coffee, having a chat with a coworker, knocking out like a, a mindless task to kind of ramp up. Like, um, hey, I don't have – I was going to say, hey, sweetheart, but how about this? Like, hey, Chubbs, this ain't homeroom. You're on the fucking clock. And when you are, <laughs> you're here to work. You want a, a pregame? Do it before you get here. But when that clock is in and when you're at your desk, we are working.
1: Yeah, I, uh, no, not, not necessarily. I mean, it's very normal for, for me to like have time where I'm bouncing around the office saying good morning to everybody and like asking a select few people how their day was or what you do last night or talk about what we've got going on. So it's very common for me to come into workplace and I'm in my workplace and I'm not actually sitting down and getting things done for at least like 30 to 40 minutes. It just is. That's just how it goes
0: good yeah I, i'm curious to see what other people think about that mostly so i can shout them down about their r- ridiculous answers because <laughs> you're you're right about the food part and you're dragged out at like four o'clock like that's like people were ready to go and yeah i, I think that there's and, and i'm sure science would back this up in some way where like mid to late morning but before lunchtime or brunch is a is that is the most productive meeting time
1: yeah I, I- all day long.
0: Um, you got anything else?
1: No, no, I've got nothing.
0: This was good. Let me just check my list. Oh, uh, today I saw I bought some shirts last week from Amazon, which I've never done before. Um, but they were inexpensive, and I know how easy to return Amazon stuff is. I didn't like the fit of one of them, so mm-hmm. you know, filed up the filed up the uh, the return thing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they said keep it and oh, they sweet. and they gave me my money back and it wasn't um, it, it wasn't immediate like it wasn't tit for tat like you can keep it if but Shortly after the transaction closed, they did send me some, uh, some questions about my return experiences. Mm-hmm. And look, maybe they track it and know that I've returned multiple items before I go to Kohl's. They want to know how long it takes, how far I live from Kohl's, how easy it is, um, do I print the re- like all the stuff. And I was more than happy to give them that information. I wish it were that easy for me to get information from my audience like that. Yeah, that's nice. Wow. Have you ever had that happen before where they were like,
1: keep it? Yes, I have. I enjoy that very much.
0: What did they tell you to keep?
1: I forget. I I don't remember what it was, but it was like, well, we'll just send you another one, and whatever I had, I got to kind of keep it. I don't remember what it was though. I, Maybe a nail. I think I I think something related to like nail care, like a drill.
0: I'm finding with like the real solid big companies. Um, and like I, I put Amazon in that, um, you remember the time somebody stole my sneakers? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like I called Nike up and I was like, Hey, I got a box, but no shoes. And and they Mm -hmm. sent me a new pair. Like some of those massive companies I've had really good experiences with. But again, I don't know if you could pay me to, to, to go to a fast food place if, Mm -hmm. There's just too many, and I get it. Like people are fed up, and there's not going to work. Like all the stuff we've been talking about, but there are some real failings in in the customer service world these days. I forget who I had called recently that I, I had previously experienced good customer service, but now it was um, it was Michael, who clearly was not born with that name, and had a very thick English accent. Uh, had a very thick accent in his English.
1: I had the most recent customer service experience I had was very strange. It was with Buckeye internet and I went to pay my bill. And, um, so I pay, I ended up paying my bill late and they actually shut your internet off very quickly. And that was when I, I like, I thought I had more time than I did and I guess I didn't. And so I submitted the pay, the payment, like I scheduled the payment and they shut my internet off anyway. Like I scheduled the payment for Friday to be taken out Friday, but they shut my internet off on Friday. And so I'm calling them and I'm like, Hey, you shut my internet off, but I have a payment scheduled for today and it's pending. You have not pulled it yet. And I said, what do I do? And he says, well, you can give me a payment. And I said, I gave you a payment. I scheduled it for today. And you could tell that their customer service was local. And the gentleman was very nice. And like i kept trying he says yes but you can provide me a payment and i said but i i gave you a payment like i scheduled it it's not my fault that it's 10 a.m in the morning and you haven't pulled it yet like
0: that might not like that's banking things so i get that
1: no no they will but they but they shut me off anyway and so i said i don't need to give you a payment you have one that's to be pulled today you have one And he said, you know, it took a minute for him to understand what I was saying. And then he says, well, okay, well I'll just turn your internet back on then. And it was hilarious to me how quickly he could just do it himself. Like, and he did, he just did. He just, it was like, he just flipped a switch. Didn't need to put me on hold to speak to a manager. Didn't need to do any of that. He's like, yeah, okay. I'll just turn your internet on then. Thanks. And I'm
0: like okay. <laughs> are you saying like you talked in circles when he, yes he just could have been like yeah we got you and I and I yeah that's that's kind of maddening and and in in the many years that I had Buckeye I I I had nothing but extremely helpful customer service um, right and I, I when I go onto like the Toledo Reddit page and people are lambasting Buckeye. And I post, never had an issue. People think that my last name is Block or something like that. I've just had nothing but good experiences. The funniest, my funniest experience was when I dropped off my gear for good when I got to T-Mobile. Which, by the way, the one issue, the one time I did have an issue, um, again, I had someone who had a big challenge with the English language. um, And she couldn't help whatsoever. Uh mm-hmm. that is what I sacrificed going from like whatever I paid Buckeye to the 50 bucks for T-Mobile. Like I knew that. Um, mm-hmm. When I dropped off my Buckeye stuff to the store near me at Spring Meadows, this uh, this lady who definitely smacked her lips when she did this, she's like, "You'll be back. Mm. <laughs> I mean, good for you for having that much faith in Buckeye because uh, many people do not.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have had no issue with it, really. I mean, I don't have to talk to them. I do everything on, online for the most part. I am notorious for not paying my bills on the day it's due, even though I can, like, even though I totally can. I'm just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do that later. Yeah, whatever, I'll do it later. I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And then later comes and I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm shut off and I have to pay $10 to sh- turn it back on. Like, that is me. And so I wasn't, like, fussing. Like, I didn't complain. I was just like hey, you do have a payment. I scheduled it. Today is Friday. I scheduled it a couple days ago. Here's the confirmation number. Like, I understand that maybe you guys shut off internet at 6 a.m., but you don't pull payments that are scheduled until 10 a.m. Totally get that. But either cancel that scheduled payment or use that. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just turn your internet back on. I'm like, great, thank you. Anyway.
0: So if you would have not contended that I am in the process of paying you like so so vociferously, he might just have, he might just have gone, "Oh, I see that. Yeah, let me flip that back on for you. Thanks for the payment."
1: No, he couldn't find my payment. He could not find my Got scheduled it. payment. That was the other part. So he also then flipped it back on in blind faith. Like <laughs> he could not find where I had scheduled in the system to be paid. And I quite literally gave him a confirmation number. So thank goodness for this young man. It, I mean, it worked in my benefit. It wasn't, I wasn't on hold for ages. In fact, I don't think I was on hold at all. And our conversation was relatively short, like less than 10 minutes. And it, he flipped my internet back on and we were good to go. So that was the beneficial part. It was a good customer service experience. It was just strange. Like like <laughs> way,
0: way longer than it needed to be. Yes, so, that, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to watch Shogun tonight.
1: Okay, good. Don't get um, into any fights with people on the internet.
0: I can't guarantee that when they, <laughs> when yes, they, you
1: can, when they,
0: when they, when they come at me, I have to defend myself.
1: Yes, you can. You can.
0: <laughs> you I
1: can. Don't... Remember before you hit post, is it
0: helpful? I, I do. Will it
1: cause the greatest good?
0: A- Okay, let me <laughs> let me pull back the curtain of the wizard. Alexandria, I cannot tell you over the years how many times I have like hit oh, delete, I delete, you. delete delete oh. delete or like sent myself something and look back at that and go, "Ooh, good thing I didn't post." So trust me there. Are you have also scores. sent me things
1: before. I, under- I am not my comments are not negating what you already do. When I know that, it just makes me laugh. I love you. You're you're funny.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.